This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano getting ready to preview and break down Week 10. Hopefully, we push closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully, you're in a good position to make it. Mike, my man, what's going on? Week 10 is here. It is, man. And you know what? This is going to be one of the more confusing weeks as it pertains to running backs. I'm telling you, there's at least half a dozen backfields where we have no clue, Corey, who's going to be the starter or who's going to see the most snaps or who's going to see the most touches. Uh, So strap in, folks. This one's going to be interesting. Buckle up. Week 10 is on the horizon. And Mike, it starts off tonight with um, the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. DraftKings Sportsbook has the Colts as a one-point favorite, so interesting to see how that money is moving around. But Tennessee, yo, we was talking on Bull Market Fantasy yesterday. Derrick Henry is really the most disrespected back. Because we was talking about, like, yo, if we was to redraft right now, who would be 1-1? And I heard Alvin Kamara, and I heard Devontae Adams, and I heard Dalvin Cook, and nobody said Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I think the issue is that you know, Henry will will go up and down in the stat sheets from time to time. He'll put up monster numbers at times. And then there's other weeks where, you know, he's not so great. And I feel like that with the uh, – coupled with the fact that he doesn't do much as a pass catcher might be the reason for the disrespect. But, I mean, right now, when you're looking at the numbers, he's third in fantasy yep. points among running backs. So uh, he's getting the job done. To me, he's a top five play. I will say this. In redrafts, you're starting him. It's obvious. Yep. In DFS, uh, the Colts defense, as long as Darius Leonard's in there, that defense is no joke against the run. So I would kind of temper expectations for Henry in this game. On the Colts side of the football, I, is, is there anybody that's really startable? 
<laughs> that's right. I mean, like that, there's so many teams now where, where that question is, is absolutely viable, right? So rivers in a two QB and that's it. And, and barely at this point. Right. Yep. And the backfield's a disaster. People are going to start Jonathan Taylor, but the last two weeks it's been Jordan Wilkins and, you, and you're looking at the snaps and the touches, the fantasy points, it's been Wilkins, right? So Wilkins is one of those flex players that has a, a potentially awful floor, uh, but people are going to start him because over the last couple of weeks, he's been the better back in Indianapolis. Although those people are probably playing in deeper leagues. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's expected to be back. So if you're starting a Colts wide receiver, it's him and the matchup's good. Uh, but Marcus Johnson is in the mix. You know, Zach Pascal's in the mix. And then the tight end position is, is a wreck too. I mean, you know, Jack Doyle uh, is, is not going to be able to go, but are you starting Trey Burton? I mean, are you starting Mo Alley Cox? So yeah, I mean, outside of maybe Rodrigo Blankenship, and he doesn't even have a great matchup when you look at the numbers. And yes, folks, I do look at kicker matchups. Hmm. Uh, and even the Colts defense, which has been one of the top defenses in fantasy, the matchup's not great either. So there are not a lot of Indianapolis Colts to like. Boy, do I miss the days of the triplets, man. Oh, man. That was I'm not talking about Aikman, Smith, and Irvin, which were the original Manning. triplets, and I definitely miss them. I'm talking about Manning, Edgerin, and Marvin Harrison. And then throw Reggie Wayne in there, why don't you? And then Brandon's, uh, well, not, not Brandon Stokely, Dallas Clark, too. Dallas Clark, that's right, man. <clears throat> Yep. Hey, quick story. Uh, so you remember the game Peyton Manning broke the single season record for touchdown passes. Dan Marino had uh, held it previously. I was at the CBS studios in the green room with Marino and Boomer Esiason when Peyton threw that touchdown pass. I believe it was to Brandon Stokely. Yep. One of the things that I'll always remember. And Dan was like very gracious about it too. Oh, that's cool. That's what's up. Was that game against the Ravens? I'm not sure if it was against the Ravens. I have to go back and look at it, but I'm pretty sure Stokely caught the touchdown. Caught that pass. And I remember, I think Dallas Clark um, may have got them down. I, I, remember, I remember the game because obviously I've I'm, I'm always been a big, a big, big Peyton Manning fan. I mm-hmm. always have been and looking forward to seeing Peyton going to the Hall of Fame next year. I, <clears throat> he would be wonderful in the booth if he ever decides to do that. But yeah, I mean, you talk about, you talk about, a, you talk about somebody, if he goes into the booth, can you imagine the paycheck? Look at look at what Tony Romo's pulling in. <laughs> Making more money than when he was playing. Look at what Tony Romo is pulling in, man. I mean that uh, that'd be something else. See, now you got me wondering, and I, and I, now I have to go through and check out all the box scores here <laughs> for for Peyton Manning. I'm going to go through there, and uh, you can continue to go on with the show as I do some research here. All right, as you get the research done, I'm gonna move on to. Oh, it's a Sunday slate as we get ready to hop in here and break it down. Got the Green Bay Packers. They're at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Devontae Adams just been going crazy so far this year. So what's the deal with the running backs? Do they get back to regular this week, Mike? And what you think of Luton last week? He looked pretty good. I mean, geez Louise, like every rookie quarterback is going to come up and have a big stat line now. I mean, uh, forget about the preseason, I guess, right? But so... This is a tougher matchup, though. You're at Lambeau Field against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You know, so I, I'm not starting them. I mean, maybe two QB leagues, you can you can throw them out there. But I'm not starting Luton in a traditional redraft. And to be quite honest with you, I got a little fear of Jair, man. Jair Alexander, if he's active this week, and remember he had a concussion last week against the Niners, but if he's active, DJ Chark's not as attractive an option. I mean, this guy, Alexander, has been shutting down opposing wideouts all 
season long. So if Alexander is inactive, Chark's a must start. If he's not, and Alexander is going to be lining up against him, you maybe want to look at some other options at the wide receiver position. Uh, I don't know that there's anybody else in Jacksonville to start outside of James Robinson because the other wide receivers are just so up and down. One week it's going to be Chris Conley. One week it's going to be Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chenault. I have no idea. Those guys are all dart throws. Now for the Packers, looks like Aaron Jones will be back. And last week we were all worried that he was going to be limited and he ended up seeing, what, about 20 touches. So he's going to be fine. The matchup's right. Heck, I think Jamal Williams could have standalone value this week if you're in a deeper league and you're hurting at running back. And a lot of people are, including myself. And at wide receiver, well, keep tabs on the status of Alan Lazard because if he comes back, like he might be on the waiver wire and this is the Jaguars we're talking about here. So he could end up being a nice add and start uh, assuming he comes back. So keep tabs on his status. And if he is still out, uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling uh, gets into the conversation there, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to just absolutely smash this week. Yeah. Nah, he should eat against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, especially at home. Let's get ready to head down to the NFC South. Very interesting division this year. Got a big-time NFC South matchup. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the crew going out to Carolina to take on Teddy Two Gloves and the Panthers. Brady and the boys got to come back after that nationally televised beatdown, Mike. Yeah, they do. And, and folks, this is the perfect example of the NFL as a week-to-week league. Forget about what happened last week to the Bucs. Forget it. Yep. It happened. It's done. It's over. If I'm, if I'm a fantasy owner of Tom Brady, I don't particularly love the matchup. But I do love the fact that he should be pretty pissed off because he looked awful last week and the whole team looked awful. The defense looked awful. And if Bruce Arians is any kind of motivator, he is going to throw that in their faces all week long at practice. So I feel like Brady's startable. I think he's a little too expensive for me on DraftKings, so I'd probably fade him there. But in redrafts, he's going to be startable. I'd start Fournette over Ronald Jones because he's been the better back over the last couple of weeks. The wide receivers, folks, I have no idea. And anybody who tells you they do is straight lying to you, okay? Because last week, we saw nothing but confusion, all right? We saw a bunch of A.B., we saw Evans, we saw Godwin. There was no one wide receiver who saw uh, the the dominant target share, okay? And I don't know that that's going to be different throughout the course of the rest of the season. So uh, Evans is startable, obviously. Godwin, I mean, A.B. probably fading him a little bit uh, among Buccaneers wide receivers, that's going to be tough. Now, on the Carolina side, Christian McCaffrey's not going to go, which means Mike Davis is back in the mix. Uh, earlier this year against Tampa, he had 15.5 fantasy points, and the volume is certainly going to be there. Uh, he had a 41% touch share with McCaffrey out. And then the the three Carolina Panther wideouts, and I'll throw this one to you, Corey. Who are you sitting? Like It looks like DJ Moore is the worst of the three. It looks like DJ Moore, which is crazy, right? It's you would crazy. not think that yeah. coming into the season. No, no, we did not. And Samuel, three straight games over 17 fantasy points. He's been the best Panthers wide receiver in the last three games. And why would they stop using him? Because he's been effective. So like DJ Moore went from being, oh yeah, best wide receiver in Carolina in drafts to now maybe third. <laughs> I mean, that welcome to 2020, folks. It is the year of 2020. I New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles. Ugh, uh, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> All right, who's starting in this one, Mike? And do I have to watch it? Yeah, it's on. It's one o'clock, so that's going to stink. Oh, I'll be on the red zone. That's what that means. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's the deal. Okay, uh, you know when when you're looking at this game, there are some startable assets. All right, and 
I know that the Giants are not the sexiest team in the league. You're not starting Daniel Jones outside of two QB leagues, right? I mean, he might have had a huge game. He actually did have a pretty good game against the Eagles earlier in the season, Corey, right? Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for the turf monster, maybe it would have been even better. So, (laughs) So he's a two QB start. And I don't know what the running back situation is going to be, but if Devonta Freeman is out, then Wayne Gallman uh, is a flex option. Three uh, three touchdowns in the last three weeks. And Sterling Shepard is certainly a play. And Evan Ingram is certainly a play. Uh, Darius Slayton, I feel like, is going to get droppable uh, if he's not already. Now, on the Eagles side, Miles Sanders is going to be back, which means, boom, get him back in your lineup, folks. That's, uh, That's pretty obvious. Dallas Goddard's a very good play. Remember, in that game against the G-Men, Richard Rodgers had 14 points, and that's when Goddard and Ertz were out. Now, Ertz is still out, and Goddard's back. I think Goddard could be a top-10 tight end rest of the season, or at least until uh, Ertz is back and healthy. Uh, you're starting Travis Fulgham. Uh, he's been tremendous. Uh, the Eagles could be getting some wide receivers back. Maybe Alshon Jeffrey. Time will tell. And Carson Wentz had a big game against the Giants uh, a couple of weeks ago as well, so he is certainly a top-12 play at the quarterback position. Uh, and then the Eagles' defense is a top-10 option there but the Giants could be sneaky because the Eagles give up a lot of sacks and you know they turn the ball over too so maybe the G-men you know playing at home could end up being one of those sleeper defenses that you use in DFS I can definitely uh see that being the case and taking place um and you mentioned this one on Monday um we was going through the waiver wire talk the Browns and the, and, and the Texans this week uh Revenge game for Dave for, for Duke Johnson. <laughs> so how about that? <laughs> Isn't it crazy, man? Like it, it's absolutely a revenge game uh, for Duke. Uh, David Johnson not practicing. Not sure if he's going to concussion. Uh, my my guess would be that we will see a lot of Duke Johnson. And he had over fifty snaps played last week. He had twenty touches last week. And going up against his old team, you know. And, and I know people will be like, "Well, Le'Veon Bell revenge game didn't work out." I know Jimmy Graham revenge game didn't work out. I know. But we forgot about the Amir Abdullah revenge game last week. <laughs> right? all, all kidding aside, uh, this is um, uh, you know th- this is going to end up being uh, a game here where Duke Johnson could potentially be in that high RB two mix. And then outside of that, it's kind of chalk, right? I mean, yep. you're starting Watson, you're starting Fuller. Brandon Cooks has been dynamite the last four weeks. He's you're been playing, killing. You're playing him. And then on the Cleveland side, Nick Chubb's coming back. At least we project him to come back. So he's going to be back in lineups, but Kareem Hunt will remain in lineups. What's weird is that Hunt was actually more consistent when Chubb was active. Isn't that very, crazy? Very strange. And then a player that Jarvis Landry is a, is a good play this week. Uh, in the game that OBJ missed, and now he's out for the season, of course, Landry was tops in terms of targets. And I think that's going to continue. Austin Hooper's coming back this week, guys. If he's on the waiver wire, pick him up. Because I have a sneaking suspicion you'll be able to start him every single week with confidence rest of year. Why? No OBJ. Baker Mayfield likes to throw to the tight ends. He's 10th among quarterbacks in pass attempts per game to that position. Hooper could be a very nice add right now. I do think that is an interesting one right there. Austin Hooper, if he's on your waiver wire, you might want to go and check that out. I tell you what, Mike, I've got a team in the NFFC. Will Fuller is saving my bacon. He's awesome. He has been amazing. He's had one stinker all year. He had that one yep. game where he had nothing against Pittsburgh, which was very And that pretty. was like week two or something like that, right? At this point, I can't even put him in my stardom and sit him column because it's like, okay, yep. I'm starting Will Fuller, right? I mean, so, you know, there are some stardom and sit columns out there that will tell you to start, you know, uh, you know, Darren Waller and, uh, and Stephon Diggs. That's not going to help you. Uh, if you go to si.com slash stardom sit uh, go out and get the number one, the original, the one and only 
And uh, you won't find Will Fuller in there anymore because the guy is just, he's too good right now. He's just too good. By the way, finally found it. Peyton Manning to Brandon Stokely. It was against the San Diego Chargers. Okay, there you go. San Diego Chargers. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm, I, I had to look it up. <laughs> so now we are back to back to live action. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Washington football team and Detroit Lions. Uh, the football team. We talked about it on Monday. How McLaurin was just is just balling crazy this year. Yeah. And the Lions are all. It's, it's, the Lions look like another team, Mike, where you're struggling to figure out if you can start anybody. Yeah. Well, so Hawkinson's become a must start, basically, right? I mean, yeah, that is tight true. End is a, tight end is a dumpster fire, and he's he's got a nine point floor. He's averaging 13. Like, he doesn't go for 20 ever, but he's solid. And so, and the matchup's right against Washington. So, I don't like any of Detroit's wide receivers this week, including Marvin Jones. I'd be fading him against Washington. The defense is pretty good. Uh, They've they've been pretty tough on the wide receivers as well. And I got to be honest with you. Like, I I know people probably got to play DeAndre Swift. I don't love the matchup. I don't either. Look at the numbers, all right? Over the last three weeks. Now, he leads Adrian Peterson and Carrion Johnson in snaps, but he's averaging less than 13 touches a game. And over that three-game span, he's only had like three more touches than Peterson, and he's averaging only 11 points per game. I mean, that's just not good. So is Swift a flex starter? I mean, yeah, he is. But Washington's also allowed the seventh-fewest fantasy points to running back. So if you start Swift, temper those expectations, folks, because I think that ceiling is kind of low. Got a good one going down in Arizona this week. The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen and the boys come out to go out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. These are two dudes. Fun, dude. This is going to be a good be one. Fun. 56 and a half is the total on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Two guys that's kind of, I guess, maybe Josh Allen has fallen out of the MVP conversation and probably so has Kyler Murray, where I think it's really right now like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and really just Russell Wilson. But these are two guys that were close. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, and nobody's mentioning Patrick Mahomes. You're right, know, Mike, and it's Patrick crazy. It's, because it's like, because like it's, he's supposed to do it. Is is he kind of like how many how many league MVPs did Michael Jordan win? Like I was going to say, know. like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, where they could really right. win it every they year. Won it every year, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's kind of like just giving somebody else a chance. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But we got Cardinals Bills. Uh, Cardinals are two point favorites in this one. Uh, we, we got Smoke Brown looking good last week. I think Christian mm-hmm. Kirk is becoming a must-start each and every week. Uh, what's going on with that backfield? It, both backfields, really. Right, because because Drake might be back this week. Which and so stinks. right now, right now I have Chase Edmonds in my stardom and center column as a stardom. I, I update this thing every day as needed. And if Kenyon Drake continues to put in full practices, well, then that might change. And Edmonds, though, I mean, think about it, Corey. He had a chance to kind of grab that job last week, and he wasn't good. He Mm-mm. had 28 touches, and he only scored 11, 11.8 fantasy points. It's not good. So if he's active and Drake is out again, I mean, Edmonds is the guy. Like, he had 66 snaps. That's crazy. So volume alone, he's going to be a must-start almost, right? Uh, even if it's just a flex, I think he's probably more of a, a RB1, RB2. But if Drake comes back, then Edmonds is more of a flex, and Drake is probably more of an RB2. I think they'd go back to Drake. In his starting role, so keep tabs on that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, Christian Kirk has become a wide receiver three. The matchup's not great, but he does have five touchdowns in his last three games, and so uh, he's on a hot streak right now. You probably still play him. He'll be a three. Uh, Nuke against Stradavius is going to be a lot of fun. And then on the other side, like John Brown was an easy call last week because Seattle's just yep. terrible against wide receivers. Uh, I'd say he's probably a three or a flex this week at most. 
And then that backfield in Buffalo, forget Devin Singletary is getting close to being droppable. The only reason wow. why you hold Singletary right now, Corey, is kind of like the only reason why you hold Le'Veon Bell in case something happens to the guy ahead of him, right? If Moss goes down, then Singletary is back in the flex mix. But Moss has been better. He has he has been playing more snaps. The touches are pretty close, but Moss is getting far more red zone looks, and that's huge in this offense. So if you're starting a Bills running back, it's Zach Moss. And we talked about this in the preseason. This is kind of something we all projected. Yeah, no doubt. And the thing, the thing with Moss, though, like you said, you 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 hit on it, Mike. It's going to Moss is going to be the type of player where he may have trouble staying in the lineup because of his running style. But so far this season, you know, we've seen him banged up a little bit. But right now, he's running good, and our uh, Singletary looks like he could be in some trouble. But I would not be so quick to send him to the waiver wire because he could be a play uh, as we move further down the stretch. Chargers and Dolphins in Miami. We got Tua and Justin Herbert, Mike. Uh, dude, this is, this one's going to be fun. You think these guys are going to be a little motivated? Right. No, Think definitely. About Think about it. Who had the fifth overall pick in the draft? Right. It was Miami. Miami yep. took Tua. Okay. And, and you know you heard all the stuff about tanking for Tua and that kind of thing. So they passed on Justin Herbert, who the Chargers took next at number six. You don't think Herbert's coming into Miami and and, and going to show, hey, look what you missed out on. And you don't think Tua is going to come into this game thinking Herbert's going to come in here thinking I want to show what Miami missed out on. And I want to show Miami that they made the right decision. Regardless, the matchup is right for both guys, okay? Uh, looking at the numbers, Miami's allowed 20-plus fantasy points to four quarterbacks. They've all been studs, Kyler, Allen, Cam, and Russell. But Herbert's a stud, so I think he's going to have 20-plus. And then Tua, I have in my top 12. Five quarterbacks have scored at least 19 points against L.A. this season, the Chargers. So I think they're both playable, very playable. And after Tua kind of scared us in his first start because he didn't do much, he didn't really have to, but he looked tremendous last week, Corey. I mean, he looked very good. I mean, he was accurate. He was mobile in the backfield. When he had to run, he could run. He was elusive. And, I mean, it's not like Miami's got great pass catchers. I I like Devontae Parker, but Preston Williams got hurt in the game. Mike Kosicki's been kind of, ugh. And he got the job done. The backfield was a disaster last week. They were playing Sabin Ahmed, for Christ's sake. I mean, like, <laughs> they've got nothing there. And Tua still turned it into a nice stat line. So I think he's very startable this week. Uh, speaking of Parker, I hate the matchup. I hate it. He's a three because I don't know who else is going to get targeted in that offense, right? But I don't like the matchup. And then the backfield, folks, I don't know. Brita might be back this week. And if he starts, he's the guy. Jordan Howard, I told you last week, that he's a desperation flex. He fell into the damn end zone. Uh, so he got you, what, eight or nine points, whatever it was. But he stinks. I mean, I, this guy this guy was a fantasy-relevant running back last year. And I don't know what happened, but he's terrible now. So it, it could be Brita. It could be Ahmed. It could be DeAndre Washington. Like, honestly, like, I have no clue. Keep tabs on the status of this backfield every single day up until kick because that might be when we find out who starts. Uh, Because we may not know before that. And on the other side of the ball, it's the same thing, right? So, Kalen Balaj has got a revenge game against Miami, okay? But here's where I'm a little concerned about him. Justin Jackson doesn't seem like he's going to play, right? Joshua Kelly's fallen out of favor there because they played a practice squad player in Balaj over him last week. That has me concerned about Joshua Kelly. That doesn't mean that he can't come out and be the guy this week. Maybe he will. I'm not sure. But for all of us who are thinking, ooh, wait a minute, Kalen Balaj. Hey, folks, you remember the week before? Tremaine Pope got more touches. 
than Joshua Kelly, and Pope is back in practice now. So does Tremaine Pope become the starter if we have no Justin Jackson, which we project? I have no idea. Another backfield that is an absolute disaster right now uh, that we're going to just have to keep tabs up until game time. Yep. It's, it's, I hate it, it, Corey. I hate not having answers. No, but, but it's, no, it's tough. But, but nobody does outside of the coaching staff. And maybe they don't even know who's going to get the ball because it's a lot of this hot hand garbage going on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and it's 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 just it's just like when you get out there, who's ever running the football the best is the guy. And That's this is right. why we're seeing so much scarcity at the top of drafts. Not scarcity, but this is why running backs go so early because you, you we just don't know when it start when when the pie starts to get split up a couple of ways. You really just don't know. Corey, I've I've got one league. Okay, Zeke is my top back. He's been awful, and now he's on a bye. I've got Chris Carson, who I don't know if he's playing this week. Right, and that's that's going to be a late afternoon game. I legitimately have picked up Tremaine Pope, Travis Homer. I, I've picked up like every third string running back in a backfield that might DeAndre Washington because I have no clue. I have no idea who's going to get uh, the touches and the snaps in a lot of these backfields. I, I'm throwing darts at this point. Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders. I think we listen. You don't know who's going to get the touch in these backfields either. Well, <laughs> we do know about Josh Jacobs, but before I before we move on, mm-hmm. would you trade if I was a Lamar Jackson uh, fantasy owner? Okay, and you have Justin Herbert. If I offered you Lamar Jackson for Justin Herbert, would you make that trade? Nope. Isn't that you crazy? Stick, Wouldn't you do stick it. with Herbert. Wouldn't do it. No. Something's up. Uh, did you hear Lamar on the Rich Eisen show? What did he say? Basically saying that the defense is calling out their plays before they run them. That's on the and, OC. And right, on, on, on Greg Roman. And that was something that that came out when he was the OC in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. So uh, isn't that crazy? Like Lamar Jackson was the consensus top quarterback. I, I mean, it, maybe Easily. it's between him and Mahomes. I don't know, but but, it, but Jackson was the guy. And I'd rather have a rookie quarterback out of Oregon. Oregon hasn't produced a good quarterback since Dan Fouts for crying out loud, yeah. right? I'd rather have him right now. It's insane. I mean, there's people out there who have Herbert and Lamar, and they're trying to trade Lamar. There's people out there who have Herbert and Mahomes and don't mind trading Mahomes because he'll get them more booty in a trade, right? I mean, that's nope. kind of like where we're at right now. It's insane, but Herbert's been just tremendous. And Lamar, I mean, I've got him in two leagues. Uh, and I am absolutely kicking myself for drafting him in one league. That's the Allison Chains League. I'm right now. I'm going to make the playoffs, but it's killed me. My my RB two is garbage right now. It's because I I went after Omar. I says, you know what? He's there in the fourth round. I'm going to take him. Huge mistake. All right, San Francisco 49ers, New Orleans Saints. I tell you what, Drew Brees and the boys is balling. They get San Fran this week. What's going on, Mike? Well, let's start with New Orleans because that's one's a little bit easier, right? It's chalk. Yeah. I'm Drew Brees. Remember when Pedro Martinez come out and said that the New York Yankees are his daddy? Yeah, I remember it well. Drew Brees is my daddy <laughs> because like, <laughs> three straight weeks, Corey. I've said I don't like him. Whether it was his top two wide receivers are out, his top three wide receivers are out. The matchup's bad, and Drew Brees has has dominated. So you know what? Start him, and now he'll suck, right? But whatever. It, the Niners are all banged up, so. So it's chalk for the Saints, right? Kamara, Thomas, 
I mean, Sanders is kind of a revenge game. Uh, he's probably more of a three flex, you know, nothing more than that. Uh, Jared Cook is somebody that I fade, though. He only had three targets last week now that New Orleans has their full complement, uh, and the Niners are good against tight ends. But uh, the Saints' defense is a very good play this week. Very, I mean, they had 16 against Tom Brady last week in the Bucks. So very good play against the Niners. Now the Niners, Mullins is a two QB option, but not a great one. And I'm guessing McKinnon's going to start, but how much of Jermichael Hasty are we going to see? I know well, he burned everybody last week, but it's a week to week league. So and the matchup's not great for McKinnon. He's a he's a, probably a flex for me. The Saints have been tough on runners. Now Brandon Ayuk's probably a play as a three at wide receiver. And I mean, if you want to go there, you can try Jordan Reed, I guess. But I mean, that's that's only for the desperate. And I think there are probably, you know, better tight end options out there. But there's not a lot to like for the Niners, man, right now. There is just no, it's not, not. They, they got a backup quarterback. They got a backup. They got hell, a third string running back. Uh, they got the, a backup tight end. I don't know if Debo's coming back. Uh, I would project maybe no this week. So that that whole thing is, is a disaster right now. The Niners have become a, a team. Uh, that you that you target in the defensive matchups rather than start their offensive players. That's interesting, and that's what it's come to for Kyle Shanahan and the crew. Oh, uh, let's go to the <clears throat> let's go to the NFC West. Mike got a big one this week. Four twenty-five on the East Coast. The Seahawks and the Rams. Fifty-five and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook. The mm-hmm. biggest total on the board for this week. So fantasy fireworks should be expected. Dude, I start everybody. Everybody, start load them up. I, I mean, so a couple of a couple of caveats here. Uh, first off, let's start off with the Rams. Jared Goff is a really good play, and Goff has not been good this season. He's been really up and down. The Rams are more of a run-based offense. They're going to throw it. They're going to have to throw it to keep up with Russell, right? And the Seahawks are giving up nearly 27 per game to quarterbacks. Six quarterbacks, Corey, have had 21 or more points against Seattle. Six! I mean, that's insane. So Goff's in play. Uh Cup is a must start, and he's been average. He's he's the wide receiver twenty four. He's twenty seventh in points per game at wide receiver. That's not great. He hasn't been he hasn't been what we thought he would be this year. But you got to play him. Uh, Seattle's yeah. terrible against wide receivers. Robert Woods. I mean, if you want to go sleeper, deep sleeper, Josh Reynolds, you can go there. I play probably Everett over Higby, but I don't love either one. Now the backfield is something that you have to keep tabs on. Daryl Henderson in practice on Wednesday. Uh, which is a little bit concerning because they had a whole bye week to get healthy from that quad. And if he can't go, Malcolm Brown can end up being a nice flex and Cam Akers will be in the mix. So keep tabs on that, folks. Now, on the other side, uh, it, it's chalk, right? I mean, you know who you're starting from the Seahawks. I don't have to tell you. But that backfield is a little bit concerning because we thought it was DJ Dallas. And and, and last week, like DJ Dallas got into the end zone for you, you know, w- w- which is all fine and good. But he didn't really put up a great stat line. And then when you're looking at the, the snaps uh, and the touches, well, those numbers shrunk significantly compared to what he saw the previous week. Travis Homer actually had more snaps, and he tied DJ Dallas in touches last week, and they only had nine apiece. So I don't think Carlos Hyde's coming back. Chris Carson might be a game-time call. I'm not sure. And again, that's a late afternoon game, so that's problematic. But... I don't think you could start DJ Dallas with confidence this week. No. I don't think you can start Travis Homer with confidence this week. Uh, the Rams defense is really good against the run. So unless Carson's out there, I mean, you're rolling the dice with either one of these two backs. So uh, keep tabs on the status of these guys. But other than that, you know, Russell, Metcalf, Tyler, although <laughs> Tyler Lockett, I was, I was talking about this last night on my, uh, on my Sirius XM show, right? 
if you look at his numbers this season, I, he, he's he's the third best wide receiver in fantasy football, right? Based on the numbers. Corey, more than 50% of his points have come in two games. He has been crazy. all he has been all or nothing. All or nothing. He had what 53 in one game. He had 37 in another game. So quick math there. What's that? 90. So he scored 90 of his 156 in two games. That's crazy. Way and remember a couple remember a couple years ago, the thing about it was he was one of the most efficient fantasy yes. wide receivers. Yes. And those days are those days are gone now. Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers, tough spot right here for the Bengals, Mike. Steelers at home and they're rolling. Yeah, they are. But so the big question is, is Roethlisberger going to play? Because he's mm-hmm. on the COVID list. But keep in mind, friends, that uh, that was the situation with Matthew Stafford, and he played ultimately for the Lions last week. So if Big Ben's a go, then start him. Okay? Uh, you know, the, the Bengals have given up 20-plus fantasy points to Baker Mayfield, Phillip Rivers, and Gardner Minshew. Not exactly yeah. your uh, elite names, guys. So uh, Big Ben is in play as a top 12 starter if he's active. Okay? And assuming Big Ben is active, all three wide receivers are a play. James Conner should bounce back, and I like Eric Ebron against the Bengals who struggle against tight ends. Now, if it's Mason Rudolph, um, all bets are off, folks. Uh, you're probably starting some of those guys still, but not with as much confidence, not even close. So uh, keep tabs on Big Ben. That's a uh, that's a big cog in that machine for Pittsburgh. And for Cincinnati, so Joe Mixon only got in a limited practice on Wednesday. Not sure if he's going to be back this week. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Regardless, uh, if he's a go, you start him. The volume will be there, but it's not a great matchup. If Geo is the starter and Mixon is out again, I'd say Geo obviously uh, is a flex option. At wide receiver, I still like Tyler Boyd. He's a he's a two or a three. I think T. Higgins is a nice three or flex. Okay, Pittsburgh's defense is good, but they have given up some pretty big performances to wide receivers this year. Uh, so don't think that they're impenetrable. Uh, other than that, I can't play Joe Burrow this week. The matchup's just tough. I, and I love Burrow, and he's been good. What is that, five touchdowns in his last two games? Uh, outside of two QB leagues, can't play him this week. Yeah, uh, no, nah, it's tough. And he has been he has been very good this year. But, you know, road matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think it's going to be a little bit too tough for him. And finally, this is a game where Lamar Jackson should have a good number. But then again, he may not need to yeah. have a good number. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens going to roll seven-point favorites against the New England Patriots. I don't think you can start any Patriots. Maybe Damian Harris and Jimmy White. What about Jacoby Myers, though? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the matchup's not great. I, I get it. But, I mean, I mean, Cam didn't throw to anybody else. And when he throws, he's not throwing to anybody else. So, I, I think Myers is in, like, the three flex mix for some folks. I mean, I know I'm starting him. Uh, and, you know, you got a lot of leagues out there, which, and this is, I like this, where you've got, like, two to four flex starts. So rather than having, you know, a whole bunch of wide receivers or running backs. So I think, uh, I think he'll, he'll be in the mix there uh, uh, for, for a lot of folks, but yeah, I mean that backfield you play in Harris against the Ravens. Hell uh, yeah. James White has disappeared. Like he's on the waiver wire in a bunch of leagues. I'm in because he's not getting enough touches at all. I mean, it's been Burkhead and Harris. So Bellatrix is back up uh, yep. to his old tricks, I guess. And I don't like Cam this week. I, if Cam doesn't you give it to you, if Cam doesn't give it to you on the run, he doesn't give it to you. And Baltimore is really tough against the run. I can't play Cam this week. I don't even have him in my top eighteen quarterbacks. How the mighty have fallen. And, and, I know. And and in Baltimore's backfield, it kind of all depends on Ingram. So if Mark Ingram comes back, that throws an absolute wrench in everything. If Ingram's <laughs> out again, I like J.K. as a two. I like Edwards as a flex. And I think Edwards is being underrated in fantasy. 
So keep tabs on that. Hollywood yep. Brown. So Hollywood Brown is a guy that like every week we're like, is this the week? Is this the week? Is this the week? I don't know if the week's coming, Corey. I, I've seen him dropped in leagues. And Mark Andrews is like, he stinks right now because the Ravens passing game stinks, but you got to play him. Yeah, and that's just, and the, the Hollywood thing is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because um, the Hollywood thing is crazy because everybody was playing such a big year for him this season. And we know he's ultra talented, but man, it's just it, it looks like it, it just Mike, it looked bad. I know. He, he's, he's the wide receiver 51 right now. Okay. Oh my God. He's averaging 10 points a game. And I mean, that when you're talking about points per game basis, he's the wide receiver 51. That's I mean, crazy. that's terrible. Okay. Jeez, that's crazy. Tim Patrick's been better than him. It's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Patrick. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one right there. Mike, always getting fun running through it with you, getting ready for the week. Don't forget, we'll be back on Monday, preview Monday Night Football and get you ready for the waiver wire. Michael Fabiano sits start right out right now. Don't forget SI Fantasy Plus and SI Fantasy Pro. Get your DFS and your sports betting right. It is all available over at SI.com. You want to become an insider with the crew over here because we are getting it done. For my guy, Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive SI Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by the good people at DraftKings, and we are out.